0: Live from the of Gwinnett Studio at the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's The Bottom Line with Jacqueline Sheldon on Business Radio X. Maximize your return on investment by reducing your tax bill. Get ready for the best tax talk you've ever had. It's The Bottom Line, presented by Bottom Line Tax Solutions. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back to The Bottom Line with Jacqueline Sheldon. Hello, Jacqueline. Hi, Tom. How are you?
1: I am doing well. How are you this afternoon? Oh, I
0: am always fantastic. I I survived a board meeting earlier. I'm doing quite well.
1: Yes, you did. I'm
0: telling you. I'm telling you. What are we talking about today? We're back.
1: We are back, and we're talking about back to school today. We're talking about educational credits and college the, costs and different things associated the with
0: taxing problems of going back to school yes and we're talking like adults and college age students and stuff not your uh not your 10 year old running back to school
1: All right we're pretty much going to be talking about college uh kids going back to college we'll talk a little bit about teachers and uh elementary school type deductions but we're going to talk mainly about college today
0: Nice, 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 nice. And I see our format is changing just a little bit here. We're actually going to be fielding questions that our listeners have sent us via email. And i even got my phone sitting here. They're going to be texting us. So this should get interesting.
1: It should get interesting. You know, I get a lot of calls this time of year from clients who have that child who's going to college for the first time and they have a lot of questions about how that's going to impact their tax return so those are the kind of questions that we ask our clients to send to us so we're going to answer some of those today and hopefully it'll be some good information
0: well you could be you could be talking about thousands of dollars here if you do it wrong
1: that's true that is true I
0: mean, it's real money it's not a few dollars here and there
1: you are correct
0: so I, I must warn everyone and i apologize ahead of time jacqueline and i apologize ahead of time if this really does go sideways it's it's from the the text messages and, and the emails. It has nothing to do with us,
1: right? <laughs> We're gonna
0: just throw that disclaimer out there.
1: That's a little concerning.
0: All right, so you ready? I am ready. We're gonna try this out. This may be a, a one time wonder and never happen again. We're gonna find out. Okay. All right. The first first question via email, Connie from Cartersville. Okay. I don't know Connie personally. I hear she's a wonderful woman. I don't know. Okay. Her son has gone off to college this year. And she wants to know, can she claim him as a dependent on her tax return?
1: Well, you know, I get this question quite a bit this time of year. Uh most likely the answer to that question, Connie, is going to be yes. As long as your son is a full time student and is up until the age of twenty four years old, you can still claim him as a dependent as long as you provide over half of his support. So it doesn't matter if he's maybe has a W-2 job, works, has to file his own tax return. As long as you provide over half of his support, you can claim him up until the year he turns 24.
0: Now what about if he, uh, say he has an apartment, he lives on campus half the year, or maybe you rent an apartment for him, you have to rent 12 months out of the year to keep it. Where is he living at? Does that affect anything?
1: Well, when you're away for school, the IRS considers the student is temporarily away from home. For educational purposes so in that case it doesn't matter that he doesn't live at home with mom and dad they still can claim him as again as long as they provide over half of his support so if they're paying for that apartment or they're paying uh, his cost then yes there he's still their dependent at that point
0: and So it boils down to half if they're providing at least half his support, right, regardless exactly. of where he lives.
1: Exactly, and that, like I said, that works up until the year they turn twenty-four. Once they're twenty-four, then the gross income test comes into play. So if they have income, then that could be a factor in determining whether you can still claim them. But up until twenty-four, don't have to worry about any income they earn.
0: So it really comes into play for the thirty-year-olds out there still living with mom and dad, going yeah, to college. And, and
1: I have, I know a few of those. I do I have too. Clients that yeah. have uh, older, older kids still living in the house
0: yeah my parents tried to kick me out when i was eight and i'm just you know, <laughs> college what was that uh, all right i'm sorry i, I digressed um oh boy I, I just got a text message uh you don't even want to know who it's from
1: please tell me that it's not your friend from Maysville. You know
0: it is and he you know I hesitate to even humor him on this. His his dog is going to obedient school. Can he take take that off of his taxes? Don't even answer the question.
1: No.
0: Okay. Wow. Wow, I'm sorry. Wow. He
1: likes to mess with you. I'm dude. turning my
0: phone off. I'm just saying. No, don't. No. Keep the text messages in. Friend in Maysville. Uh, anyway. All right. But on to on to question number 2. Oh, uh, wow this this is a good one this one uh, this is this is from ryan out in uh, flowery branch Uh, he wants to take a tax deduction for the costs that he has to pay for his son's college so can you get tax deductions for the costs of of what you're paying for your son's college
1: well ryan unfortunately the deduction for educational costs went away with the new tax law there used to be something called the tuition and fees deduction and that is no longer a deduction for your tax return starting in twenty eighteen.
0: Well, now, cost for cost for your son's college that, that could be a very wide, wide spectrum of things.
1: Yes, it can be a wide spectrum of things. Um, but that went away. The deduction went away. The tuition and fees deduction <laughs> went away. The cost didn't. The cost <laughs> did not. That's that's for sure. However, educational credits still. Are in play so even though you may not be able to take a deduction for the costs you may qualify for a tax credit to help offset some of those college costs now there's two different credits that are available the first one is called the American opportunity credit
0: sounds important
1: and that credit is available for students for their first four years of higher education so their first four years of college
0: regardless of their age
1: Regardless of their age, yes.
0: Because when I think of uh, someone in their first four year, years of college, I'm thinking of a, an 18-, 19-year-old just graduated from high school, going to college the next fall. But this could be someone 21, 22, regardless of age.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, even if you went back to school at 30, if you're But you'd f- never been to school before. Exactly. I got you. For your fir- or 40, of- even, or 50. Exactly. There's I not an, an, an age limit on okay. this. But for the first four years of higher education, now this credit uh, – you can get up to $2,500 in tax credit for the cost of out-of-pocket tuition, fees, or books that are required by the educational institution. However, room and board does not qualify for this credit, so you can't take what you pay for room and board costs, but for your tuition, books, uh, any other fees that are required to take the course, and even a laptop. If you're required to have a laptop for school, you could you can uh, so take that as part of the cost for this crap a whole
0: $2,500 uh huh tuitions tend to run a lot more than
1: that it does it does
0: holy smoke we're not even talking about books wow okay 25 wow folks $2,500 what was it before do you remember
1: it's, it was $2,500. It it's always been 2500 Yeah. That didn't change. And then the second credit that's available for higher education is something called the Lifetime Learning Credit. Okay. Now that credit is available regardless of what year of school you're in. So if you're going to get your master's degree, um, maybe you're a doctor going for many years, you could possibly take the Lifetime Learning Credit. That credit will allow up to $2,000 in tax credit for college costs. This credit is a non-refundable credit, though, which means that you can only use this credit to help offset taxes that you owe. But if the credit is more than the tax that you owe, you can't get a refund on this credit.
0: Explain for us in in layman's terms, because I'm not real bright at this stuff. Refundable, non-refundable, we've got credits, we've got, what do we have here? Refundable and non-refundable.
1: Right. Uh, not so, refundable. let's say uh, you have a 25-year-old who files his tax return, and he has eighteen hundred dollars in taxes due, and he's a college student. He qualifies for lifetime learning up to two thousand dollars. Well, in this case, he can get eighteen hundred dollars in the lifetime learning credit because it's up to the tax. That is is assessed on the return
0: up to two thousand dollars.
1: up to two thousand so in this case he would get eighteen hundred dollars worth of credit it would wipe out any tax that he owed but he would not be able to get a refund for that additional two hundred dollars right.
0: two hundred dollars the difference exactly is lost
1: exactly so that's a non-refundable you. now the american opportunity credit is a refundable credit uh you can get up to a thousand dollars of that as a refund money on money texture. in your hand because
0: mm-hmm. you didn't use it all exactly oh, that makes sense okay that's yeah. important to know though
1: now, keep in mind, there are income limits that come into play. I was, about to, I was play. about to ask
0: you, how does that work?
1: So, you know, higher income taxpayers may not be able to take these credits. It depends on your income and your filing status. So it's something you definitely want to look into. Um, and also, to take the credit, you will need a form from the college. It's called a 1098-T. Think of tuition. Yeah. A 1098 form. Now, most colleges these days no longer mail these out to the students. The students can access them online by logging into their student account at the college. So a lot of my clients come in and I ask them about children in college, and they say, yes, I've got a son or a daughter that's in college, and I tell them we'll, we'll need the 1098-T, and they're going, you need the what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, mm. these,
0: But these are the things that the parents truly need to keep up with or have available to them, especially at tax time.
1: Right, you need the, to have the 1098-T. The
0: 1098-T. What else? And then you
1: want receipts for any books or supplies or, you know, I mentioned before a laptop, anything like that that you had to buy that was required course materials to be able to take the course then you need those receipts to be able to count those in as uh, qualifying expenses as well.
0: I got you. So if you buy a laptop?
1: Yes, you want to make sure you keep up with that receipt showing that you purchased the laptop.
0: Are you going to have to prove it was used just for college? (laughs) (laughs) I hope not.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, it's kind of hard to prove that, but um, we're going to take the assumption that the the laptop went to college. Of course it is,
0: and that's the only thing it was used for. Uh, Sending your child to college is almost like having your own business. You got to keep up with the receipts. You got deductions. And
1: yeah, I guess you could make a correlation <laughs> between uh, owning. Well, a Well, we're business here and for the
0: small business owner. That's mm-hmm. technically why we're here. But small business owners have children going to college. That's true. So they can be future small business owners, right? Exactly. I guess I, I'm, I'm work with me, or I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Well, we have another question. You ready for another question?
1: I am ready. If you are.
0: All right, uh, Patrick from Jefferson.
1: I think I know Patrick from Jefferson. Yeah, I
0: think everybody knows Patrick from Jefferson. Um, And he is not my friend from Maysville. So we will not come (laughs) – I don't think you could, but we will not confuse the two. All right. Patrick says – and actually, I think it's more of a statement than a question. He says, uh, higher education costs keep going up. They continue to rise. His question is, what is the best way to save for that child's education? I'm thinking perhaps he's talking about one of his younger children. maybe
1: Maybe. okay maybe well patrick you are correct college costs are on the rise they seem to be higher and higher each and every year according to the college board for the 2018-2019 school year the average cost of a public four-year in-state university was just over twenty-one thousand dollars a year, so that's pretty expensive. That's a lot of money. And for a private university, that number jumps up to over forty-eight thousand dollars. That's, so that's per huge. year. That is per year, so that's that's a lot of so money. That, that's that's between punch.
0: eighty and a hundred and almost hundred. No, eighty and almost two hundred thousand dollars.
1: Right, depending for four on four years, just four on years, what the child goes to school. Wow. So uh, it, it's great that you're thinking about saving for your college uh, child's college education. One of the best ways to do that is through what's called a 529 plan.
0: A 529 plan.
1: Yeah, a 529 plan. Now, these work very similar to Roth IRAs okay. in the fact that you can contribute money into a 529 plan for your student, your your 2B student. Um, the money grows tax-free, so you're not paying taxes on the growth as, as the investments uh, continue to grow. And as long as you take the money out and use it for higher education expenses, there's no taxes due on that money when it comes out.
0: Like a Roth IRA.
1: Very similar to the Roth IRA. It's
0: a, but this is a long-term thing. You don't just start this today and then draw it out next week. Right. I mean, you can, but there's penalties.
1: Well, there's not penalties on time as long as it's used for higher education. But the point is to get the growth in there. So the longer the funds are in the account, the more growth you're going to have. So you're looking to grow that money to be able to help you to pay for college without having to pay tax on it. If you put it just into a traditional investment account, you're going to pay taxes on the earnings. Where in this case, there's no taxes due. Also, there are 34 states, I believe, that have state 529 plans Georgia happens to be one of those. And in that case, on your Georgia return, you actually can get a tax deduction for contributions made into a 529 plan. And so if you're a single taxpayer, you can deduct up to $2,000 per beneficiary that you put money into a 529 plan as long as it's done through the Georgia Pathway to College plan. And if you're married filing joint, you can put up to $4,000 a year per beneficiary into a 529 plan and get a state tax deduction.
0: And a beneficiary would be your child. or Does it have to be your child?
1: It doesn't have to be your child. And a lot of times we see grandparents do this. They start putting money away into a 529 plan for their grandkids. But it could be a niece. It could be a nephew. I could do it for my niece. You could do it really for anybody. So it doesn't have to be a related party. And one student can have multiple plans. So if the parents set up a plan and the grandparents oh, really? also set up a plan, yeah, there can be multiple plans for an individual student.
0: I got you. $200,000 a year, you might need four or five of those plans. Just you Just might. saying, wow.
1: You might. Another great thing about 529 plans is they can also be used to help pay for elementary or secondary public-private or religious schools so if you it's want private to school send your child to a private high school uh, you can use a There's, 529 there's some of those in,
0: in northeast georgia yes yes we you know can. them well
1: and yeah even you know public
0: public slash private slash public private schools. right yes.
1: so you know if you, if you get your child put into a certain city school and you're having to pay tuition because right. you don't live within that city then you can use the 529 the, the 85 type.
0: million dollar type yes, yes exactly th- those type Uh, But Patrick also, I think Patrick knows what he's talking about already, but he, he also wants to know, he puts the money aside in this 529 plan, which sounds awesome, what happens if the child ends up by not going to school?
1: Right. I know you're planning for something to happen in the future that may or may maybe not happen. Maybe 15 years from now. Exactly. So, in this case, if the the beneficiary doesn't go to college, you can take those funds and, and assign a new beneficiary. So, maybe another child or a grandchild. Maybe
0: a grandchild.
1: Right. You could move those funds over to another student's account.
0: Maybe the grandchild's why the child isn't going to school to begin with. That could be, you too. You never know. You never know. Wow.
1: uh so hopefully you, know, you can do a switch of beneficiary. If that's not the case, if you don't want to switch it over, then you can take the funds out of the account. But just keep in mind that at that time, then you're going to have taxes on the growth, plus you could have penalties for not using it for higher education costs.
0: I got you. The biggest thing is use it for, use it for education. You don't have to face the – or you won't face penalties. It's interest-free. Not interest-free. Penalty-free. Right. When you withdraw it, as long as for education, I got you.
1: Right. But you do have to keep in mind now that uh, you can't double dip. So if you use 529 plan money to pay for education, you can't get the tax credit for those same dollars. That makes sense. However, for most people, um, the tuition for a college is so high that they're going to use funds for multiple purposes. It so exceeds, they, yeah. Right. I it's going to exceed what they draw out of that 529 plan.
0: We've, we've got, we're running long in this segment. We've got one more question we're going to get to before we take the break. Sure. Oh wow, uh, this this guy's name actually is Bobby. He's not from Maysville though. He is from the the great city of Lilburn, down in down in uh, South Central Gwinnett. Will he be able to still still deduct the interest on student loans that he took out for his child's college?
1: Student loan interest is still deductible under the new tax law. So depending on your Income situation, you can take a deduction up to $2,500 in student loan interest. You know, I read somewhere that the average college student graduates with almost $30,000 in student loan Ouch. debt. So, Ouch. yeah, that being able to deduct the interest on that is important. I would have
0: said it was higher than that.
1: The thing that wow. you have to keep in mind, though, is if you're the parent and the student loan is actually in the student's name, if the parent's not personally liable for that loan, the parent cannot deduct the interest, even if they're making the payments. Oh, wow. So you want to make sure, again, you know, if you're going to take a deduction, you can do that on a parent loan that you take out to put your child through school. But if it's a stu- if it's a student loan that's in the student's name and the student's personally liable for it, you cannot take a deduction for the interest.
0: So should parents just get the loan in their name and be done with
1: <laughs> that, that, that's, that's sticky, ain't it? Yeah, that. well, that that's a sticky question. Also, there's deferment and things that the student may be able to qualify for on those loans where they're not going to pay it back until they get out of college. Parent loans, you pretty much start paying back immediately. So yeah, there's definitely... Because there's already income in play. Right. There, there's definitely things that you would have to weigh out there on, on what makes the most sense. But for student loan interest, you definitely uh, can only deduct if it's in your name and your personal loan. a
0: quick question before we break... Uh, the 529 plan and, and withdrawing it for educational purposes, that's for trade schools, too, as well, right? Learn how to weld, be an electrician, a plumber, mm-hmm. not just Georgia Georgia Tech to be the next engineer.
1: Yes, that, that's very true. Also, for the educational credits, uh, if they're going to a trade school, you can take advantage of the educational credits as well, as long as it's an accredited school that your uh, student is attending.
0: Nothing wrong with vocation.
1: Nothing at all, uh, You know, there's a lot of professions out there that are very lucrative that do not require a college degree.
0: That's right. That's right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take a break. Jacqueline, you are coming back right in the second segment. I am. Okay, good. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. We'll see you in a minute. Are you paying too much in taxes? Who isn't? Taxes are the highest expense small businesses face. Maximize your return on investment. Reduce your tax bill tax planning and tax resolution strategies the art of keeping more money you've worked hard for schedule your free tax planning consultation by visiting www.bottomlinetaxsolutions.com that's bottomlinetaxsolutions.com my small business had done well and thought i'd paid my taxes then i got a letter from the irs i didn't know what to do so i called Bottomline tax solutions they understood exactly what i was going through Bottom Line worked with me and for me. They turned a horrible time into a manageable one. Now, I'm in a payment plan I can afford, and they were able to get my penalties reduced. Schedule your free tax planning consultation by visiting BottomLineTaxSolutions.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Jacqueline, you still good? I am. Awesome. In the first segment, we talked about how going back to school or sending your child off to higher education, the tax what tax impli impli something
1: tax benefits, that too tax
0: benefits. That's what I was trying to say, how credits apply and how they don't apply and, and not to get you in trouble. Uh, I I think I I suggested that parents put loans in their names and we wouldn't want to get anyone in trouble with that or something. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. All right, folks. Second segment, here we go. We're going to talk about, uh, well, it's education related. The, uh, the magnificent, People who make a lot of this happen, let's talk about teachers for a little bit. Okay. Are there tax breaks for teachers? Uh, they spend a lot of money each year on supplies for their own classroom, for their own children, not not personally their own children, the ones they're teaching. Are there, are there tax breaks for these teachers?
1: Well, there are. I have a lot of uh, tax clients who are teachers. The educator deduction is still in play with the new tax law which will allow up to $250 in supplies to be uh, written off on a tax return. How, mu- how much? $250. I know that's not a lot. Wow. You don't have to itemize deductions to take this deduction. It is uh, outside of itemized deductions. But 250 as you and I both know, most teachers spend a lot more than that each year on supplies for their classroom. Uh, so that's
0: per class, I mean per year, that's not per, per year. student. No, per that's per year that's absurd i'm sorry
1: now, it's a low amount now,
0: that's a fe- that's a federal number what's the state number
1: depends on the state the state of georgia does not allow this deduction it so doesn't so you don't get a state tax deduction well let's get the, the governor on the phone somebody
0: that. get the lieutenant governor on the phone i'm telling you these teachers need a break
1: they do so usually what i recommend to my teacher clients is that if they buy a lot of supplies uh get a written receipt from their school uh, if if they do that and they itemize deductions, they can take a charitable donation for the things that they buy for their classroom. So they can take up to 250 in the educator deduction than anything else. If they itemize deductions, they can put on Schedule A as an itemized deduction. Now
0: say that again, to Become to become a charitable donation, get a receipt from the school?
1: They, they do need a, re- this a, is important. a written acknowledgement from the school.
0: That they have spent this money.
1: Right. So they'll have their receipts where they bought the supplies. Right. But, you But know, anything uh, over $500, the IRS requires a written acknowledgement. Sure. So you want to make sure that you get something from the school basically on their letterhead saying that you bought X number of dollars in supplies for your classroom that for were that used year.
0: in your classroom, mm-hmm. and you do have the receipts already right. hand in hand.
1: Right. And that way well, that see, just— that, sub-
0: that's, help. that's helpful. That,
1: that substantiates it, and as long as the taxpayer itemizes, then they can get a deduction for some of those extra costs. That's right. when you right. have
0: to itemize. Mm-hmm. the yeah. two fifty that's that was regardless
1: right, right. the two fifty is regardless of whether you itemize or not the charitable donation though you do have to itemize deductions in order to get the tax benefit but now those numbers
0: went up, and not as many people are itemizing anymore that is true, oh wow, definitely get the governor on the phone <laughs> tell him jacqueline Jacqueline Sheldon wants to talk to him okay, <laughs> I would say though uh if a teacher spends money on their students, that's to benefit her students or his benefit the teacher's students. So you're you're spending money to do your job, or at least do it better. So to me, that just doesn't make
1: any right. sense. Well, and there used to be the unreimbursed employee expense deduction on Schedule A, but that went away with the new tax. That went volume, away. So, oh
0: wow,
1: that's no longer uh, available for teachers to be. Able so, to so what,
0: they just don't want people to be teachers anymore. Is is is, is, is this the whole thing? I, I, wow, quite thankless. Uh, to to the to the men and women who are teachers out there who are listening and I know I've got several listening, uh, you do a job I could not begin to do and bless you for it. All right, you ready to move on, Jacqueline? I am. All right. What about fundraisers? Now you're a small business owner. Myself, we know a bunch of small business owners. Especially this time of year, the early fall, well, actually pretty much any time of year, we are inundated with can you sponsor my baseball team? Can you buy cookie dough? Can you buy popcorn, candy bars, fundraisers, fundraisers, fundraisers? Can I deduct the money I give to a school by buying their whatever it is they're selling at the moment?
1: Possibly. Donuts,
0: Donuts, I don't know.
1: Possibly. It depends on what the fundraiser is, but if you're purchasing something, for example, cookie dough, uh, and let's say that you give a $20 uh, donation to the school, and to buy that cookie dough. Well, if the fair market value of the cookie dough is $14, then the IRS says you have to subtract that fair market value from the total donation. So if you gave them 20, the fair market value of that cookie dough is 14, then you only can take a $6 charitable donation. So the difference between the fair market value of what you received really? and the amount that you paid is a charitable donation. Now, if you are a business and you are putting your name in the football program or maybe the baseball program, they're putting you on a banner or putting you on a sign out on the field. You can write those things off as advertising costs. So if, if you're a business gotcha. advertising, that's definitely deductible, but for anything that you purchase, there is a, an adjustment you have to make there.
0: And for the record, the, the fair market value of any cookie dough I buy would be a dollar. <laughs> just, just put it out there. Just going to put it out there. All right, we've covered some really cool stuff in that first segment. But before we get out of here, folks, short, a short second segment. We keep things moving around here. Is there any other advice, something that maybe you've thought up in the last few minutes uh, when it comes to college costs?
1: Well, there are a couple of things. If you are a small business owner, you may want to consider hiring your child, your college-aged child, to work for you in your business. That's a great way to be able to get a tax deduction for some of your college costs. And I did that with both of my boys when they were in college. Fortunately, today with technology, kids can help with your business from anywhere. So they helped with website. They helped with posting some accounting things for me. A lot of different things that they were able to do. And then my business paid them for their time. So therefore, I got a tax deduction uh, via... payroll deduction through my business and then the child used that money my both my boys used that money to help pay for some of their college costs some of that tuition i'm sorry not tuition but uh room and board things that i couldn't get a deduction for they paid those costs out of that money they also bought their pizza used it for pizza money and and other costs as well
0: so you're you're using pre-tax dollars yes you're creating pre-tax dollars see i listen i listen to all this and, and and some of this goes back to having a good tax plan, which we've talked about many, many times.
1: Right. And then there's another strategy that I've used with a few of my clients, and that has to do with rental real estate. If your child is going away to college, you might want to consider purchasing rental property in the city where your child is going to school. This is a great way to be able to defer some of your room and board costs uh, you can put your child in one of the rooms and then rent out the other rooms to other college students. You could potentially hire your your student child to manage the property and pay them for doing that, another way to get a tax deduction for uh, some expenses. Now. Keep in mind that rental property is a little bit different from business. There are some income limitations on being able to deduct losses on rental property. So there's some different things you need to know for this strategy to make sure it's a good one for you. But it's definitely something that uh, several of my clients have looked into and have decided to do. It's given them a tax break. Plus, then you're also building some equity in a property. And properties in college towns, I'm going to tell you right now, they are hot commodities. And they're hard
0: to find. If you can find them, you jump on them yeah my uncle did that believe it or not um and he rented out to a bunch of frat brothers and funny thing is there was, there was a couple couches and a kegerator in the place but hey it stayed rented what, what can we say
1: right I met with uh, someone the other day and had lunch and her daughter uh, was going to Kennesaw State for the first time and she said the waiting list for on-campus housing there was over a thousand students that was looking for somewhere to live so we're in the wrong business we are in the wrong business wow let's
0: we'll start our own college <laughs> yeah. it'll be awesome
1: now one other thing I'm going to throw into our show next month is going to talk about rental real estate yes, it and will. the things you need to know. So if you think this might be a good strategy for you and your college student, make sure that you tune in next month and we'll talk about the, the things you need to know to be successful in the rental real estate It's business. It's out there.
0: You just got to go get it. Exactly. Well, Jacqueline, very nice show, my dear. Um, I must say we, we probably do need to throw a slight little disclaimer out. Uh, this show was geared toward uh, going back to school and, and the, the, the tax credits and so forth and tax deductions that go with it but keep in mind college may not always be for everyone there's nothing wrong with learning skills and learning trades that's true and going forward with it
1: that's very true
0: i'm living proof i never went to college
1: well and like i said okay, there's don't a lot use of, me an example but never mind. a lot of lucrative professions that don't require a college degree and so yeah college is not de- not for everyone
0: there you go you ready to do this I guess we are doing it again. You already have a, a, a guest lined up for next month. I so. do. And we'll keep that a secret and uh, keep the folks intrigued. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, dear. Folks, take care. We will catch you next time. Thank you for sharing your time with us on Business Radio X. Schedule your free tax planning consultation by visiting dot bottomlinetaxsolutions.com that's bottomlinetaxsolutions.com and click the link to hear more podcasts like this one i'm tom she's jacqueline and that's the bottom line